production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What storytelling tactics can we learn from other types of cooperatives? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of the Story Connect podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Megan McCoy No, one of the storytellers at Pioneer Utility Resources, and I am joined by the amazing Mary Miller, Manager of Marketing and Communications at West Carolina Tell in South Carolina and a little bit of Georgia as well. Uh, so you're, you're one of my neighbors, which I always get excited about. And in case you hear any chatter or cheering in the background, which is completely possible when Mary is anywhere in the vicinity, uh, <laughs> We are recording live at the Calix Connections Conference in beautiful Las Vegas. So any noise you hear is ambiance to set the mood for storytelling and for sharing. So Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. I am so excited. Because well, you have a very unique story and a storytelling experience with all different types of cooperatives. Uh, I first met you in North Dakota when you headed the communications team at Basin Electric, which I believe, if it's not still, I know it was one of the largest generation and transmission cooperatives in the nation. Yes, yes. So Basin is classified as what you would call a super GNT. So do you have capes? <laughs> I feel like we can we can circle back they to really that. They really should. <laughs> they should. <Shouldn't> they? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, so so I met you then at Basin Electric, and then you led the marketing team at the National Information Solutions Cooperative (NISC). Yes. For short for several years. Yes. So well, that's over a, five, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you are teaming up with the wonderful Shannon Sears at WCTEL. Uh, which is a telephone cooperative. Yes. So three very different types of cooperatives. You've got generation transmission. Mm -hmm. You've got your um, your data information software. solution software, and then you've got your telecommunications yes. and broadband and everything. I think it just gives you a really powerful perspective on cooperative storytelling. So I wanted to start out by asking what storytelling tactics you've seen work effectively across all three types of cooperatives that you've been a part of. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I am so excited <laughs> to be here because you and I both share a passion for all things cooperative. And so every time I see you, I just feel warmth and love. Aww. And there is just no cry. better way to spend my, my day, to top off my day, than talk with you and talk about storytelling. And I will tell you that it is, it, you know, Basin Electric is a generation and transmission cooperative. And so, you know, we worked with the intermediate and the distribution co-ops who would in turn then serve and um, power homes on the retail level. And then of course, NISC is a software cooperative. And so uh, NISC develops and, and uh, provides the software that really is the backbone to the operations of broadband and electric co-ops. And now here I am at the local level, which is so much fun. But I will tell you, I mean, my whole career has been about um, telling stories and finding stories. And mm -hmm. the best part of being in the cooperative family is that no matter where you fall in that cooperative spectrum, it's all about changing lives. And I don't care 
what your role is, you can you can talk about impacting lives even with a software cooperative. Oh, yeah. And it is about finding those human connections and finding what you you find the stories, you meet the people, you learn about how you are impacting their lives mm-hmm. and you learn the whole person. And so in many ways the tactics are the same. It's just talking to people every person has a story and we can always draw it back to what we do and so um i i mean it just goes back to the people yeah it it really does it's that simple well it's that simple and i I think with a lot of marketing sometimes people people get caught up in telling the story of what they're doing Mm -hmm. or how they're doing it right and it's so important to remember to focus on why we do what we do yes and with every different type of cooperative we all share the same co-op principles yes um you know cooperatives are created to fill needs yes so the needs might change but our vision for making the community a better place to live to improving lives um, to to filling those needs. That is the same across all different types of cooperatives. Yes, so absolutely. But I'm telling you, there's got to be stories because we, we don't talk as much between different industries, which I mm-hmm. hope, I mean, one of the things that the Story Connect podcast tries to do is to bring together stories from the electric and mm-hmm. the broadband and telco side um, because the more we talk together and learn together, we're all, we all share the same focus to make life better. Mm-hmm. I bet there are things that we're doing that maybe other folks don't know about. So I figured I would ask you maybe what you've seen with internal communications. You know, uh, we don't talk about internal communications enough. And mm-hmm. I think the odds are pretty good that you've seen some really exciting ways across all the different types of co-ops that you have been involved with. Um, ways that folks are really helping to engage their staff yes. with the co-op stories. So yes. tell me what you've seen. Oh boy, you know, I have been so fortunate to work for some incredible leaders throughout my career and leaders who believe in communications and recognize the importance of communication. And in my mind, the best leaders realize that an, empo- an empowered employee group will better serve our members. And I see that at West Carolina, Jeff Wilson is a firm believer in communications and employee empowerment and making sure that it starts with our employee base. And um, I I mean, I I have experienced that at NISC and at Basin as well. You know, at NISC, I was really fortunate to work for Vern Dosh for many years, who is a co-op celebrity. (laughs) He's in the co-op hall of fame. Vern is wonderful. And, (laughs) you know, Vern was always just, obviously he led a technology cooperative and he was just always thinking ahead and he was innovative. And he did an employee podcast before podcasts were even cool. Oh, podcasts for, have always for been cool. Years, for <laughs> years. And I remember, that's right, they've always been cool. But I remember even before I went to work for NISC, um, you know, his podcasts were strictly internal. But mm-hmm. I had somebody text me the transcript of one just because it was that good. Uh, and um, that was, you know, that was Vern's style. And that's how he, how, that was just a medium that worked for him. Mm-hmm. Employees 
loved it. We all waited for when his podcast came out. We also did at NISC, we did um, quarterly learning sessions where, or we'd have a quarter every year where we would just really focus on employee learning. And, you know, back in the day, we would bring speakers in and employees would sit in a room and listen to the speakers. Well, as NISC grew and expanded its offices and also its virtual employee base, um, that was getting harder and harder. So they moved it to a podcast format so people could consume that in whatever way worked for them. And so that was just one medium and one example that worked really well. Another thing that we started to do is to really try to tell the stories of the people who worked there. And it was it strengthened um, not only internal relationships by getting to know your coworkers, but also it helped our customers get to know the faces behind the brand. And so in many ways, I think internal and external communications can serve um, a dual role. And so one area was around International Women's Day. Yeah. We started to interview different women and, you know, we we didn't necessarily ask them what you do, but we asked them what their story was yeah. and who you are. That was a really incredible way. I think the more that we can just humanize people and each other and share stories, it it just strengthens bonds and you you connect with people in a way and so I, I, I love employee communications. Um, Jeff Wilson, our CEO, is so committed to that. We have, um, we have monthly all-employee meetings. There, our board and our leadership team are very, very intentional, too, about bringing employees together uh, for meals. Mm-hmm. So at least quarterly, we're getting together. We have our board of directors there serving lunch. We have we have board members that cook and bake, and awesome. bring bring this food in and and serve. It is servant leadership in action. I love that. We have a customer service week that is so fun because every day we're just kind of surprising and delighting employees with little things to brighten their day and it culminates in this luncheon where the board is grilling for us and serving us and I I mean it is incredible but they are very intentional about bringing us together and um, making sure that um, every employee understands the value that they bring to the organization and to our members and customers. Well, and talking about, because that's all with WCTEL mm-hmm. right now, I'm reminded of some amazing pictures of the staff at Basin Electric many years ago. Mm. It's something called Brave the Shade. Yes, yes. Tell oh. me about that. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's getting sentimental about this. It really, oh. <laughs> you know, it, it, it started with um, one of our employees, um, Emily. McKay, back in the day, um, was married to another one of our employees, Ted Cash, and um, she had listened to, um, it was the radio at the time, and she had heard about this organization, um, and at the time, uh, we were, it was St. Baldrick's, mm-hmm. um, and if you shaved your head in solidarity of these kids fighting cancer, you raised money, and you had this tremendous impact on children's research, and so she she 
Emily is a dear friend and a dear person, and she went home and told Ted, you know what, um, I'm going to shave my head. She had this long, beautiful red hair, <laughs> and Ted said, dear, how about I shave my head, and, and you don't. Anyway, long story short, they brought this idea um, to our boss, uh, Mike Agel, and said, hey, do you think Basin would want to form a team? And you know what, from there, we had a goal of getting 10 people to shave their heads and raise 10,000. And that first year we had, I think, 169 people and raised <laughs> almost 100,000. And over time that just parlayed and we eventually evolved into um, uh, Brave the Shave so we could also provide direct financial support to the families in need. And it has grown and now, Today, Brave the Shave is its own independent 501c3. Um, it, I mean, they've raised millions of dollars, and it was the spark of an employee with an idea and a leader who said, yeah, let's do it. And I think you could say, what did that have to do with Basin Electric and generating electricity? But no, it had everything to do with it. Because as a cooperative, like you said, we exist to solve problems Mm -hmm. and we exist to serve our community. That is one of our cooperative principles. And so when you find, whether it's marginalized groups or groups in need and you help where help is needed, that is the power of the cooperative difference. And I have just been so fortunate to work for cooperatives that walk the walk and change lives for the better. Well, and we're talking about ways that you can uh, get your employees to really buy into the co-op culture as well. And what Mm -hmm. better way than to take an idea from an employee Mm -hmm. and put your principles into action. So I, I still see that. And it's not just doing the commitment to community and filling out that principle. It also was a way to bring the employees together to show that they have the power to make a difference in their community, especially when they can't, as a generation and transmission cooperative, they're a little further away from the members that they're serving at the end of the line. So it gave them like this direct line to, to making a difference. Absolutely. And it was their smiles. I still remember Chris every year. Every year. He still does it. I know he does. He still does it. <laughs> he is incredible. But that's just it. You know, and, and Basin was very committed to the communities where mm-hmm. it had its presence, still is. And I just remember I spent 18 years there and it was just an extension of who I was. And pretty soon, just the cooperative way became a part of who I was and I you know I've always said I cannot imagine not working for a cooperative and Mm -hmm. I'm really fortunate to have been able to work for different cooperatives in different industries and see the similarities between them all and and I'll tell you the biggest one is the people it takes a special person to um I think recognize the value of a cooperative and commit a career to it but I'll tell you what, I mean, this conference is is proof right here. There are so many incredible people that I've known throughout the years, and we are a family. Mm-hmm. And um, that's another thing that we see with cooperatives helping each other, whether it's with storm outages or, or wildfires or what have you. We all help each other. It is a it is a giant family of some of the best people in the world. It's a certain type of person is drawn to a purpose-driven job, really. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yes. co-op month, so I get, I get very excited about co-ops now. But one of the things I'm excited about is that, that a lot of younger folks coming into the workforce, they want to have a purpose. They want to see the value in what they yes. do. And I think there's a lot of opportunity, especially if we position ourselves well and explain our story and share why uh, cooperatives are a good choice for them and how it matches with yes. their values. There's a lot of potential, even as we have all the retirements going on. Um, we can recruit folks that share our same values. So. Yes, and you know what? You are seeing a lot of that in Gen Z. You know, I think Gen Z gets a bad rap. I think some of, I'm raising a Gen Zer. Congratulations. And I Good will luck. tell you <laughs> that our future is bright because Aww. these kids are incredible and they are all very purpose-driven. Yeah. And I've seen them innovate within their own schools and... Uh, build things that are impacting each other and and, um, I am seeing that they want to go out and make the world a better place and so I think the cooperative business model fits that but we have to tell them. Need. You're absolutely right. And we have to build that awareness. You know, the days where people remember where the lights came on and they remember their co-op and they, it's, you know, we have to move our story beyond that. Yeah, we have and, to look forward. You know, and I think that's where we're seeing kind of this next, um, I don't know what, what you would want to call the this next phase where it's... People are remembering the day that they get high-speed fiber internet service, and that is changing lives um, right now. And I, I get to be on the front lines of that, and I love it. I think um, starting at uh, the regional level, then going to the national level, and then the retail level, I wouldn't do it any differently because I, it gives me that perspective that you mentioned and to be able to see how we are changing lives. But to your point, we have to start telling those stories right. and we need to actively talk about the, the people that um, we serve and start telling their stories. Because, I mean, we did a little exercise one day at work and just asking each other, how do you use internet? And my gosh, you found out there's hobby woodworkers, there's hobby, you know, people that use YouTube to look up something. It was crazy. Oh, um, we have folks on the team that use TikTok to to figure out how to, like, do-it-yourself things around the yes. house. And I was like, you, you do that with TikTok? And they're like, yeah, of course, don't oh. you? <laughs> I was like, uh, not yet. Apparently I will. But yes. there, there's yes. so many things, so many opportunities out there and ways that folks are taking advantage of it. And I love that. So you're asking the staff, how do you Wi-Fi? Yes. In fact, we're even, um, so our, our ad campaign this year is um, building around the concept of anything is possible. Because where we are in Abbeville, South Carolina, it's a very, it's a rural community um, there's generations of families that have lived in Abbeville, and that is their legacy to their kids, is to have land that their kids can continue to stay 
work and build a future. Yeah. And so right there in rural South Carolina, and there's lakes all around and campgrounds, uh, but it's rural. And um, they have high-speed fiber internet that rivals service that some of the most urban areas get. And that enables them to build careers, to work from home, to have industry come here. Um, they they truly are able to have a future because of this. And um, it is so gratifying to see. And so next year, we're going to be building on that. Um, and, you know, Jeff, Jeff Wilson is really, really a firm believer in our employees are our brand. And he's absolutely right. Our employees are local. They're there um, talking, you know, and our employees will say, these are not our customers. These are our family. This yeah. is, this is our family. And, um, and so it gives our communities a lot of comfort when they see people in the grocery store that they recognize, oh, you were on the billboard or I heard you on the radio. Um, but the next evolution of, of anything is possible is, you know, what is possible? Tell me how you use the Internet. Yeah. And, and let's, let's highlight local businesses. Yeah. Let's ho- highlight our customers and let's highlight our employees and have those conversations. Because truly, um, what can't you do? I love that. And I have to tell you, I, and every time I talk to you, I get ideas and get excited. Um, but as you were talking about letting someone hold on to their family farm and, and stay there while still be connected to the future, I'm just thinking that it's it's not about the fiber, right? Mm-mm. It's about, you know, WC Tell helped connect my family's legacy to the future and made my legacy possible or it's keeping it on and it's just it's those stories it's not about what we do it's 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 more about how we are empowering stories in our community so i just exactly well and just to add on to that you know we have the freshwater coast foundation community coast foundation and uh, part of that is the abbeville promise where um any a graduating student who chooses to go um, to a local technical school that there that will be paid for by the Abbeville Promise, and so it's giving these kids an education for free, and then it allows them to continue to find employment within our communities um, because they have the expertise and in, in that education, and it just fulfills that. Uh, Promise, yeah, that it helps them they stay can, rooted in their yes, community and yes. to continue to grow. So, yeah, ugh, it's it's pretty incredible. It's just I get excited because I start thinking of things in a different way, mm-hmm. um, which is why I wanted you to to join us today. I mean, it's just nice to catch up too, but but just to get the ideas. Um, and I know we've we've already been talking for a while about this. I could keep going. I get excited, but. What do you? What are the opportunities that folks are missing right now? What do you wish that folks would say? Ah, this is what we need to be doing. You know, you you kind of hit on it. I think there's a real tendency to talk about you know blazing fast internet, low cost. <laughs> Anybody can do that, and we heard that in the general session today. That yeah. speed is a commodity. You don't see Apple focusing and getting granular about the ins and outs mm-hmm. of its Apple Watch. It, it focuses on what 
what your the lifestyle that your Apple Watch yeah. enables you to have. And the same thing is here. You know, we we just um, launched 10 gig service in the upstate area because we're partnering with Blue Ridge Electric um, uh, to bring fiber to the upstate. Yeah. And, and these are underserved and unserved areas. And now they are capable of getting 10 gig internet, which is crazy. But the focus of our campaign is not on, you know, this is what 10 gig, blah, blah, blah. It is about... 10 gig do for you. It, it is the focus of every allowing everything that you need to do it to run optimally. It is, yeah. it is about every device running as it should. So whether you are doing homework, you're on Zoom calls, you're... Um, working from home, you're streaming, what have you, it allows it, this ease of life. Yeah, that worry-free. Worry-free. And so the focus is on that. And um, I think more than anything, we need to just focus on the experience we provide. And, um, you know, Shannon, my boss Shannon, talks about, you know, we've never said we're going to offer the cheapest service, but we will offer the best and um, I think by creating that experience mm-hmm. is what makes customers sticky and makes them stick around. And it is that community presence. Yeah. It is, um, you know, we were talking about the installers who go in and install service and someone needs help hanging their TV. It's hanging their TV for them. It is showing respect in their homes, taking their shoes off. It is that whole customer experience uh, journey that is so important. And um, I think, you know, I was on the electric side for many years, which was not necessarily competitive, but here we are on the rural broadband side and we do have competitors and, um, you know, they're breathing down our necks and they're offering cheaper service. Um, So, we can't lead with that. We've got to lead with how we're changing lives. Yeah. Because we do have the power to change lives. It is beyond service. It is the role that you play in your community. It is the sponsorships. It is the volunteer hours. Like, you know, at West Carolina, every employee is given two days off a year to volunteer and it's expected that you serve your community. And um, it is just walking the walk and focusing on that. And so I think to answer your question more succinctly, if we could just start focusing away from the what and really honing in on the why yeah. and just leading with that, I think that's going to just make all the difference. I could not agree more. Uh, and I, I appreciate you coming to share, especially in October. And I know this is going to be airing after October, but really, National Cooperative Month shouldn't be limited to a month. It right? It's a it's a mindset. And you mentioned that you have come from a non-competitive environment and now are in a competitive environment. 
I would counter with the fact that we should all be telling our story as if we are in a competitive environment. Absolutely. Because that that power, you don't know what tomorrow is going to be is going to bring, but you should be building those relationships, building that trust, and earning it every day through your storytelling. Right. Right. That you know, um, Vern. Vern Dosh used to say, <laughs> we need to always be paranoid. <laughs> and it yeah. was, it's so true. I mean, and of course, um, on the software side, it was a competitive environment, but I, I think you're absolutely right, whether you're on the electric side or the broadband side, um, you have to not be complacent. And, you know, we were talking about... Yeah, innovation yesterday in one of the sessions and we can't be focusing on what we're doing now we need to be constantly thinking about who we're going to be in 20 years you look at the evolution of amazon that wasn't because they were focused hyper hyper focused on books and going to just cling to books amazon is where they're at today because they are constantly looking forward and i'll tell you what as rural broadband we need to watch amazon yeah because they are launching wireless and um, it, 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 we have to constantly be innovating. So that service, the community experience, um, and customer experiences is a huge part. But make no mistake, innovating is is gotta also be a focus. We need to be laser focused on that. And um, I don't care what industry you're in, mm-hmm. um, you have to continually innovate. I could not agree more. Well, Mary, thank you so much for sharing your story with Utility Pioneers. She is Mary Miller, Manager of Marketing and Communications at WCTEL. And I'm your host, Megan McCoyno at Pioneer Utility Resources. And until we talk again. Thank you for having me. I can't believe it's (laughs) over. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.